peace to all of you who are in Christ Jesus. 1 Peter 5, verse 14. Welcome to Canaanbaum Podcast, a podcast designed to offer the Christian rest during life's journey, featuring devotional segments and music by those who support the teaching of the Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod, The Wells. I'm Tom, glad to be serving as your host for this episode. This is episode number 159. We'll begin with our final segment shared by Mark Falk from 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 12 through 14. 1 Peter 5, verses 12 through 14. Peace to you in Christ. With the help of Silas, whom I regard as a faithful brother, I have written to you briefly, encouraging you and testifying that this is the true grace of God. Stand fast in it. She who is in Babylon, chosen together with you, sends her greetings, and so does my son Mark. Greet one another with a kiss of love. Peace to all of you who are in Christ. Silas and the church in Babylon, codename for Rome. These are real-life breathing saints in a difficult world. Peter is in this world, a real person, and the people to whom he writes get up each day to face a real world. All the epistles bear the names of real people and contain the names of common variety saints living in a sinful world. These saints have gone on to glory. But this devotion is going out to today's saints, real sinners in a real world. Sometimes I think of one of your names and picture your face as I write. Certainly Peter did the same thing, even though the Holy Spirit stands behind and inhabits every inspired word. The last word? Peace and not the peace that mega-prophets preach to mega-audiences. This peace has the cross at the center. If you go back today and read the whole letter, you will notice how suffering is close and real. Not once does Peter promise Christians of his day a life without suffering. But he does promise real peace. Peace in Christ. Every suffering saint in the first century and every suffering saint in the 21st century can take comfort in these words. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In this, you greatly Rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. 1 Peter 1, verses 3-6 through How different this message is from the megachurch prophet who was featured on the morning program this morning. Peter preaches the reality of the cross, and he preaches hope and peace in the same breath. This is real. This is the world. This is also hope and peace and joy. Peter's brand of peace is not surprised when persecution comes. Peter's brand of peace is written in bold letters across the cross. It is finished. God has ended the warfare that mankind initiated and continues with every lawless act, every thoughtless breaking of his law. We have peace in the blood of the Son, the sacrifice that covers every sin in red. Therefore, we can end our meditation on this epistle in the same way we end every worship service, 
with a blessing that comes directly from the mouth of God. In a world still filled with strife and struggle, peace to all of you who are in Christ. We'd like to thank Mark Falk for sharing his materials with us and allowing us to include these devotional segments based on 1 Peter. Up next, a song by Chris Dreisbach, All the Way Home. Trouble comes And it goes In my life And I start to wonder Is God there? It's so hard I don't see I forget all the proof of his love for me But I know God works everything for my good And he holds me close in his arms for always Till I join with the saints in their endless song of praise He is there by my side walking me home all the way home You can see I wear The scars of sin You don't get too far in this world Without them But he'll return Soon I pray Every bruise and every hurt will pass away And I know God works everything for my good And He holds me close in His arms for always Till I join with the saints in their endless song of praise Walking me home, all the way home, all the way home He's walking me home, all the way home, all the way home Yeah, I know God works everything for my good And He holds me close in His arms for always Till I join with the saints in their endless song of praise He is there by my side Walking me home All the way home From Upside Down Savior Hi, I'm Pastor Nathan Nass with a short message from God's Word. Today's devotion is called Joy in Trials. I don't like trials and troubles in my life. In fact, I hate them. I complain, I get anxious, I'm not very patient. What's God doing? Why isn't He answering my prayers? Why isn't He doing things my way? Then I read Bible verses like this from 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 6. In all this you greatly rejoice, Though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. Joy in trials? 
That doesn't make sense. Until you hear what comes next. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 7. God doesn't explain every detail of our lives. He doesn't give us all the answers we crave when we're going through difficult times. But he gives us this encouragement. He's using the trials in our lives to strengthen our faith. He's using trials to cut away the unnecessary and harmful things we fill our lives with. He's using trials to bring glory to Jesus. So here's what I realize. I need trials. I need trials to push me back to Jesus and his forgiveness and love. I need trials to drive me to God's word and promises which strengthen my faith in Jesus. I need trials to forget about all the world's stuff and to focus on Jesus. And you do too. What's the result? You greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. With Jesus, there's joy in trials. To Tell the Story Shared by Pastor Luke Italiano When you stop listening to God, there are consequences. King Saul sat on his throne, a grimace on his royal face, his arms wrapped around his stomach. He braced. The pain passed. For now. For a long time now, this spirit had tormented him. Micah was one of Saul's attendants. Micah knew this was God's judgment on Saul for rejecting him. And this was no good for the nation. How could a king rule well when he had not only rejected God, but God had now judged him? Something had to be done. This king had made himself unfit. Someone new should be king. And Micah knew just the person. Someone chosen by God himself. As the king relaxed, as his pain passed, one of the other attendants approached his king. See, an evil spirit from God is tormenting you. Let our Lord command his servants here to search for someone who can play the harp. He will play when the evil spirit from God comes upon you, and you'll feel better. Saul looked up and grinned. Find me someone who plays well. And bring him to me. Micah silently thanked God. This was the opportunity he had looked for. He stepped forward. I have seen a son of Jesse, of Bethlehem, who knows how to play the harp. He is a brave man and a warrior. He speaks well and is a fine-looking man. And the Lord is with him. And Saul assented. Micah kept his cheer within. He knew Samuel well, had followed every report, had made sure to hear what Samuel did. And he had heard what Samuel did in Bethlehem. He had heard that this David was meant to be the next king. Yes, this would do well indeed. Bring in the next king? Uh, of course David would see this as an opportunity. Ah, yes. Israel would have a new king. 
a better king. Saul sent word to Jesse, and Jesse sent his son David, and as David presented himself to Saul, Saul took a certain liking to the boy, made him his armor-bearer then and there, and then he asked, Play for me. And David took out his lyre, a shepherd's tool, something to pass the time, something useless. Micah knew that David was just biding his time. And David played. He plucked the strings of his lyre with precision, with skill, with art. His music filled the hall. Saul nodded in relief. And weeks passed. Months. David played his harp. He didn't take part in court intrigues. He gathered no allies to himself to overthrow Saul. He simply served his king. He played his harp. Why was David wasting his time? He was supposed to be the next king! Micah paced in frustration. His jaw ached from stress. Why wasn't David doing anything? Why was he wasting his time? The demon returned to torment Saul. The attendants called, David, come quickly! Saul growled on his throne. His hands clung to the arms of his chair. David sat down to play. And as he played, he sang, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. David looked up at his king. He restores my soul. And as David sang, the evil spirit left Saul again. And David's words hit Micah. David wasn't here to overthrow anyone. He was here to serve. David certainly was a brave man. He was a warrior. Yes, but he was also one who played on the harp. And David used every gift in service to his good shepherd. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. David used his place to preach to Saul, to remind him of how good God is. And the demon fled at that proclamation. Micah sat as he listened to David's words. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Yes, David was right. Micah should have trusted God. The time would come for David to be king. But for now, it was time to serve Saul with all his gifts. Brothers and sisters, sometimes we look at our gifts as not being important enough. 
but every talent is from God. Greatness uses every gift to serve Him and our neighbors in every situation. And the story is true. Have you ever woken up from a bad dream to find that life is not nearly as bad as it was in your dream? Occasionally I've had a dream where someone I care about was in trouble or my life was turned upside down. But what happens when it's over? You wake up and realize that the bad part is over. It's such a sudden turn of events that your mind can't wrap itself around what just happened for a few seconds. But then reality sinks in and you're relieved and begin to appreciate life so much. That's what the psalm writer felt about the return from captivity in Babylon. Everything good had been decimated and destroyed. It wasn't a bad dream. It was a painful reality because of their sin. But it all changed quickly, very quickly, when Cyrus, the Persian king, decreed the return of the exiles from Jerusalem. Suddenly, what had been lost was restored. The people recognized God's hand in the changing tides of history. He was the one who brought about their sudden return from captivity. And it filled them with joy to know God had done this for them. They were like those who had just woken from a bad dream to find goodness, or like those who had slipped into a happy dream that happened to be real. I don't think I can compare the pandemic restrictions to exile in Babylon, but I certainly do see an unexpected turn for joy from a lot of people. With each gathering together in person, the joy increased this past year. A return to fellowship, a return to in-person worship with brothers and sisters in Christ, a return from isolation. People are jubilant. My family and I have felt the same various stages of joy. But the daily incremental improvements are nothing compared to the great return which God has in store. He has moved the course of history for us. His Son came to suffer what we could not even imagine in our worst nightmare. He did it to take away our painful reality of sin's curse. And it was so wonderful that the disciples couldn't believe it when they saw him alive again. History's greatest turn of events. Jesus accomplished this work for us so that we might wake from the sleep of death and be forever free from sin's curse. When our bodies wake from the sleep of death, it will be like a dream come true. A good one. He plans to return us to the paradise that was lost thousands of years ago in Eden. We will be filled with joy and laughter. Our restoration will be even better than we might imagine or dream, because our God, as Ephesians 3.20 says, is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. He has promised He will in Christ. That promise from our living Savior brings us joy today. That is what fills us with laughter and joy. The Lord has done great things for us, and a day is coming soon when he will turn all of our weeping and sorrow into everlasting songs of joy and fill our arms with blessings. Restore us, Lord, according to your gracious promises in Christ, our living Savior. From Psalm 126. It's a short psalm. I invite you to join as we read along and apply them to today and eternity. When the Lord brought back captives to Zion, we were like men who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter. 
our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like the streams in the Negev. Those who sow in tears will reap songs of joy. He who goes out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with him. Psalm 126 We'll close with a short song by Tracy Fedke, In Peace and Joy. You have been listening to Canaan Bound Podcast, episode number 159, first shared in April of 2021. For more information and more podcasts like this, visit CanaanBoundPodcast.com. There you can find out more about our artists and those who shared these segments. We encourage you to find a Wells Ministry location nearest you. Visit wells.net. Thanks for joining us, and remember His promised rest. Depart as my love.